You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. How about a Merry Christmas to the people, Brain? Merry Christmas to the people. That's right. It's the Merry Christmas episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show coming to you from the beautiful brand new Same Old Dolphin Show studio. I got my Dolphins ugly Christmas sweater. I got my Santa hat. I am ready and fired up for what is going to prove to be an enormous week 16 matchup for your Miami Dolphins in Las Vegas against the Las Vegas Raiders. Last week, the Dolphins had the opportunity to hashtag eliminate the Patriots, and they did it this year, this week rather, on Boxing Day. Your Miami Dolphins have the opportunity to not only hashtag eliminate the Raiders, but possibly take, well, and take a huge step closer to earning themselves a playoff spot. They cannot clinch a playoff berth this week, but they can come awfully close. We're going to start our show today by going over the playoff scenarios that impact the Miami Dolphins, and then we're going to get into the game breakdown for this Saturday on Boxing Day on prime, at prime time on the NFL Network nationwide. Everybody going to be watching the Dolphins and the Raiders. For the game preview, we're going to be joined by a very, very special guest from DolphinsTalk.com and the DolphinsTalk.com pregame show. It's going to be Tom Ernesty. He's joining us today. The countdown to kickoff show is crossing over. We're getting a collab here on the same old Dolphin show. So we're excited to be joined by Tom in just a little bit. But before we do that, a reminder to all of you, if you haven't done so yet, to make sure that you are following us on social media, on Twitter. I am at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. That's at A-A-Ron the Brain. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. And Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins is where you can give us a like as well. We invite you to also go to Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice to make sure that you are subscribed to the show. But we also appreciate it if you will take just a few moments out of your holiday time to leave us a positive review, leave us a positive rating. It helps us out, helps other people find the show as well. And of course, make sure that you are visiting DolphinsTalk.com each and every day. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins and is the best place to stay updated on all the latest Miami Dolphins news and information. All right, Bryn, here we go. Breaking down the playoff scenarios. As we touched on last week and we talked about it in the post-game show, the big thing is... 
The Dolphins just need to win these last two games. If the Dolphins beat the Raiders and beat the Bills, the Dolphins are 11-5 and and guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. There are scenarios where there are teams in the AFC that can miss the playoffs with an 11-5 and record. The Cleveland Browns, the... Uh, actually, I, I don't believe that's... Yeah, no, no. The Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts all can miss the playoffs with 11-5 and five records. The Dolphins are not one of those teams. So if the Dolphins beat the Raiders on Saturday and beat the Bills next Sunday, your Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs. Playoff seeding exactly to be determined. Now, if the Dolphins were to lose to the Raiders or to the Bills next week, there are still some scenarios that allow the Dolphins to make the playoffs. They are, however, not, most of them are not terribly complex. They're pretty straightforward. And so here is what you need to know. If the Dolphins lose against either the Bills or the Raiders, they need the Ravens to lose in week 17 against the Bengals. If the Ravens lose this week to the Giants, that does nothing to their conference record. And and in fact, it breaks down against, it gets all the way down to strength of victory, at which point the Raiders would beat, or the Ravens rather would beat out the Dolphins. So the Dolphins need the Ravens, would if the Dolphins were to lose a game, they would need the Ravens to lose to the Bengals in week 17. The Bengals, who, by the way, just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. That is important for a reason that we will get to in just a moment. The other option the Dolphins have, if they were to lose a game to get into the playoffs, is that they would need either the Colts or the Browns to lose both of their final two games. The Colts have uh, the Colts have Pittsburgh this week. I do not have the Colts Week 17 opponent in front of me, Brain. Perhaps you could pull that up. But the Browns are this week playing playing the Jets, and next week taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The good news is that if the Jets somehow beat the Browns. The Steelers have found themselves in a situation where they are almost definitely going to end up with something to play for in Week 17. So that is going to end up being a more competitive game. Do you see who the Colts have in Week 17 there, Brian? The Jacksonville Jaguars in Indianapolis. So it's unlikely that the Colts would lose both of those games, but it is still uh, conceivable for that for that to happen. So um, basically, like we said, there is the potential of getting help, but in all likelihood, the Dolphins really are going to just need to win these final two games. Now, if the Dolphins lose to the Raiders, their playoff hopes are actually not quite done yet, depending on what results happen elsewhere. Obviously, if the Dolphins lose against the Raiders, they would also need to have and then were to lose against the Bills, so basically go 0-2 the final two weeks of the season, they can actually still get into the playoffs. They would need the Ravens to lose both of their games, and then they would need the Raiders to defeat the Broncos in Week 17 in order to force a three-way playoff, uh, a three-way tie, um, and then the Dolphins would uh 
Yeah, listen, it's just it it's a very tricky situation. We gotta win these last two down. games is what it comes down. <laughs> as 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 I've said before, what it really boils down to is the Dolphins need to win these final two games. And if they if they do that, they're in. Now, the other thing that people are wondering about is, well, the Bills have something to play for in Week 17. And actually, there is a very good chance that the Bills don't have something to play for. So in order for the Bills to have wrapped up the number two seed, which they can do this week, Bryn, we would need the Bills, obviously, to win on Monday night against the Patriots. And then... They win with a combination of a Colts win over the Steelers, which at this point is looking very doable, and either the Titans to lose on Sunday night to Green Bay, very doable, or the Browns to beat the Jets, doable. So the two key things that we need in order to make sure that the Bills have nothing to play for in Week 17 and ideally would probably end up resting most of their starters, would be for the Bills to beat the Patriots on Monday night, the Colts to beat the Steelers. That's, those two are the key. Those two have to happen. And then you either need the Packers to beat the Titans or the Browns to beat the Jets. All of those things are very likely. So in terms of the Bills getting the number two seed, the help seems a lot more likely to arrive than it does for the Dolphins. The help that Dolphins would need if they, in order to make the playoffs if they were to lose one or both of their remaining games this season. That, of course, is something that we hope does not happen. We hope that we end up not having to worry about playoff scenarios and, and figuring out wins and getting help and all of that because right now the Dolphins control their own destiny. So all they need to do is win on Saturday and then win next Sunday. And your Miami Dolphins, who finished 5-11 and last year, are going to the 2020 NFL playoffs. And that is very exciting. So, Brain... I know I did a lot of talking there, and you haven't really said very much at all there, but well, we're going to take a you quick said break. You it all. I mean, it's, it, it's all there. You laid out all the scenarios, and we, we waited all season. We hoped that we would get to this point where we would have meaningful football games. We hoped that we'd get to this point uh, where the Dolphins were essentially in the playoffs, and that, that's what this end of the season is. It's essentially a playoff game every single week, and this is where we are. It was a huge win last week, and now you just hope that they can build off of it and not regress because the Dolphins are coming into this game. They look to be the better of the two teams, and there's a decent chance that they're going into a game uh, against Buffalo where... You know, that wouldn't normally be a game in Buffalo at the end of the season with especially how good the Bills have played this year that you would like the Dolphins' chances, but the way things are shaping up, uh, they they could potentially be in that situation where they're actually the favorite going into that game. Uh, but even if they're not, really, to me, this game is kind of the barometer as far as what do we think? Look, at, at, again, the macro of it in the second year of a really aggressive rebuild, the season is already a success. But if you can win this game 
and get to 10 and 5, you assure yourself a 10 win season. I mean, that's it's an A plus season at that point. And Absolutely. at that point, I mean, if you were to lose in Buffalo at the end of the year to miss out on the playoffs, as disappointing as it would be, regardless of the circumstances, it's not something that would necessarily be expected. But this team has, because of the way they've played all season long and in winning nine of their last 11 games, beating the Patriots the way that we beat them last week, the expectations have risen to a level where the Dolphin fans should expect to win this game. And it would be brutally disappointing if we lose this game, regardless of how you feel about the overall scope of the direction of the franchise. So in a lot of ways, even though next week is ultimately, even if we win this week, next week is ultimately going to decide whether or not we make the playoffs. In a lot of ways, this game is the culmination of this entire season and feels kind of like a final exam. Which is is weird, considering that their last two games came up against the defending Super Bowl champs and then the New England Patriots, who had won the division for the last 12 years. And here we are against the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's sort of your final exam. But... That's really how it feels because if they if they win this game, I don't think there's any way that you look at this season with anything other than wow, what an impressive year. But if they lose this, you feel like they're leaving something on the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are now going to take a very quick break. And when we come back from that break, we will be joined by Tom Ernesty of DolphinsTalk.com to break down the Dolphins trip to Vegas on Boxing Day. We will be right back right after this. Shingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 includes their Lawnmower 3.0 electric trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Magic Mat Disposable Shaving Mats, and a pair of high-performance anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. And you can keep all of your Manscaped products in the Shed Travel Bag. Tis the season to Manscaped. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOLPHINSTALK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DOLPHINSTALK. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Your balls will thank you. And we are back on the same old Dolphin show with a very, very special guest joining us from the DolphinsTalk.com 
countdown to kickoff show and the postgame wrap-up show and the DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast is the one and only Tom Ernesty. Tom, how are you? Merry Christmas. Same to you guys. Thanks for having me on uh, on short notice so we can discuss this Saturday's game against the Las Vegas Raiders in a do-or-die game for the Miami Dolphins. Absolutely. We were just talking in our opening segment about how really this game is in many ways kind of like a final exam for this Miami Dolphins team because it's all leading up to this moment and they can't they can't fall off now. They can't fail now because uh, then they're they almost definitely going to find themselves on the outside looking in when playoff time comes around in just a couple of weeks. But in order to stave off elimination and to keep the season going, we think there's a pretty good chance that the Dolphins can win this game. So I guess, let's, we, as we always do on the show, let's talk about what the Dolphins need to do on each side of the football in order to get that big win on Saturday night on national TV. So we'll start off when the Dolphins have the ball. And for you, Tom, now we, you know that we've got the news that Miles Gaskin has been activated off the COVID-19 list. And obviously the Dolphins have parted ways with Antonio Callaway. Uh, it sounds like Solomon Kindley is not going to be a go this week. It sounds like they're going to give him the week off. We're still unclear about Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, Mike Gesicki. Uh, so those are still big question marks out there. Possibly they'll be ready to go in some capacity, but at this point, on as we record on Christmas Eve, we don't know the answer to that yet. So what is it that the Dolphins are going to need to do in order to exploit this Las Vegas Raiders defense? Well, the, the key, obviously, is the blueprint from last week's game against the Patriots is to establish yourself on the ground. You know, it takes the pressure off your quarterback and it gets you ahead of the stick. So you're not playing at 3rd and 10, 3rd and 12, 3rd and 15. You're playing 3rd and 2, 3rd and 1. You know, inside those 5 yards to get a first down is where you need to be. And the Raiders are bottom 3 in a lot of those metrics when it comes to 3rd down. So they're one of the bottom 3 in the league when it comes to giving up 3rd downs. I think they're 29th in the NFL on giving up 3rd down percentage. Uh, they are not very good at stopping, you know, short distances to go, you know, on third and short. They can't stop a team from picking up a first down. So the Dolphins have to stay ahead of the sticks, and that starts with the running game. And I know Miles Gaskin is back, but I think Savan Ahmed is going to be the guy to start for the Dolphins because I believe he earned it. Uh, Gaskin has been out for the last three games. They need to work him back in slowly. I don't think they can just throw him back out there to the Wolves. He will play. He'll be in a timeshare. But what worked last week was Ahmed and Breida both doing a fantastic job running the Patriots out of the playoffs, putting up 250 yards. So it starts there. Establish the ground game. The next piece of that is we talk about it every week is Tua not turning the ball over and not making those mental errors. Yes, he did one last week. Yes, he did one against the Chiefs. But you know what? He's a rookie. He's learning. And you noticed when he threw the interception in the red zone in that goal to go, the next two times he was in the goal to go, he could have thrown on that first touchdown run he had, but he tucked it and ran it in. So he learns on the fly. That was a pass that he did earlier. He decided not to. He runs it in. Touchdown. And the Dolphins are efficient in the goal-to-go. They're efficient inside the red zone. 
their offensive efficiency is down with Tua, but their defensive efficiency is up. What I'd like to see again is Tua move the football, be smart. I think if he has two or three of those guys who missed last week back, I think his security blankets are there, and I think he's going to have a much more rounded game against the Raiders than he did against the Patriots. But again, what do you what do we expect him to do when they're running 250 yards? Right, exactly. If the, do if the, the right running things. game is if the running game is running as efficiently as it as it went against the Patriots, there's no need for him to be needlessly throwing the ball. If you don't need to, but you know, just do what works. Keep it simple, yep. stupid, right? Absolutely. You know? Don't Brain do anything you're not it. accustomed to doing. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the opponent. Look, you knew going into that game you were going up against a Patriots team that liked to drop seven, sometimes eight guys back in coverage. So it was going to be necessary for the Dolphins to run the football, especially considering the the passing weapons that were out in that game. So the Dolphins needed to run the football, went in knowing that they needed to run the football, and executed it. In this game... Yeah, you still want to run the football for for sure because uh, you don't know necessarily the health of Parker Gasicki and uh, and Jakeem Grant going into this game. Uh, but regardless of those things, like Tom said, you don't want to put this whole thing on Tua. If you can run the ball effectively and put yourself in those very manageable second and third down situations, you really get a Raiders defense that is not very good uh, on their heels, and then it's advantage Dolphins. Uh, And it really just comes down to executing. As far as the running back situation, um, I agree that I, I think Savan Ahmed will get probably the start in this one. Uh, but I think we're looking at a full-blown committee here, and I don't think it's a bad thing. The one, the one area of Savan Ahmed's game where I, where it gives me concern and it leads me to think that maybe Miles Gaskin will get the nod over him is his pass protection. Uh, you know, his his blocking. We saw him absolutely get destroyed on a play that led to a sack. Uh, last week against the Patriots and Miles Gaskin had done a really good job in pass protection. And that's one of those, you know, lesser, le- you know, lesser paid attention to nuances of the running back position that are actually really, really important. And uh, I think it's an area where Miles Gaskin may end up getting the nod over Ahmed, but Ahmed certainly deserves to be getting uh, his carries as well. And let's be honest, the way Matt Breida ran the ball last week and the, in the explosiveness that he showed, uh, I don't think he's totally out of the picture. I, If things go according to plan in this game and the Dolphins are able to get into a rhythm and get some running game going and they get into a, a position where they can get 10 to 12 snaps on every drive, I think there's going to be room for all three of those guys to play a significant role in this game on Saturday. And one thing I think that's important to note is that while Miles Gaskin is certainly the better, uh, probably the best of the three backs when it comes to pass protection, one of the things that the Raiders have a huge problem with defensively is getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So hopefully this that is something that might not play too heavily into the game plan as we as we approach the game on Saturday night, but it's something absolutely worth noting. Um, what about on the other side of the ball, Brain? When when the Raiders have the ball, uh, 
this is where things I think are a little bit interesting and it's a little bit of an unknown at this point in time because we know that Derek Carr left the Raiders game on Thursday night against the Chargers very early on with what appeared to be a pretty bad groin injury. He was replaced by Marcus Mariota and the Raiders offense looked pretty good for the most part, particularly early on with Mariota. Mariota is very good at getting outside the pocket and, and, and running the ball. And we saw some design run plays and Carr has that ability, but it's not something that the Raiders ever really did while while Carr was running the offense. But when Mariota was in there, suddenly he's all over the place. He's running the ball. He's throwing passes pretty well until he you know, started to look like the Mariota that got cut or that, that the, the Titans replaced with Ryan Tannehill towards the end of the game. The reports leading up to this game most recently indicate that Derek Carr practiced in full uh, on Wednesday for the Raiders. Now, how much of that is truth and how much of that is gamesmanship on the part of John Gruden and the Raiders? I'm not sure. Uh, and, and you know, is this a situation where the Raiders are going to throw both of them at us? I don't know. But what is the best? So assuming the Dolphins face either Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr on Saturday night, what is the best situation for the Dolphins. To me, it's an injured Derek Carr standing in the pocket and just getting crushed all day long by Emmanuel Ogba. But what 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 are your thoughts on that, Bryn? Well, first off, I, I tend to think that based off of what we're hearing from Vegas, I think Derek Carr is going to gut this one out and is going to play. That said, whether it's Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, I don't think the Dolphins' defensive game plan changes all that much. Uh, I think we match up extremely well with what Oakland want or with what Vegas wants to do. Uh, I, I'm you're you've basically you got Nelson Aguilar and Henry Ruggs on the outside. I don't think there's any receiver tandem in the league that the Dolphins don't feel like they can just man up on, uh, and it's certainly not Ruggs and Aguilar. I mean, those those two guys have, have had pretty good years. Aguilar's kind of had a uh, a renaissance here with with the Raiders after his years uh, in Philadelphia were nothing but a disappointment. Uh, and Ruggs is an exciting rookie who can make big plays. But again, the Dolphins with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, I think they feel really confident that they can just out-physical those guys and just cover a man up. And then Hunter Renfro, look, we've seen Nick Needham you know, battle some of the better slot receivers in this league all, all year. I don't think he's batting an eye at Hunter Renfro, even though Hunter Renfro is a, you know, a reliable slot receiver. The biggest weapon that the Raiders have in their passing game is Darren Waller. And like, are we really batting an eye at that with the way Eric Rowe has played this year? Uh, yes, Travis Kelsey had a really nice game a couple of weeks ago. And Darren Waller is a really good tight end. But I don't think anybody is mistaking Darren Waller for, for Travis Kelsey. And I don't think that the Dolphins defense is in a position where... Uh, they need to necessarily have Eric Rowe man to man against Darren uh, against Darren Waller all all game. I think the, because Darren Waller is really the only guy that the Dolphins need to pay special attention to. I think that there are going to be times where they're going to bracket coverage Darren Waller and and they're going to make other guys beat them. And so what it comes down to really is bringing pressure on the quarterback, especially if it's Derek Carr. 
uh, because you've seen what this Dolphins defense has done to quarterbacks that are having trouble moving, whether it was Flacco or Garoppolo or Darnold. We're going to we're gonna line up in a lot of z- uh, zero coverage uh, and, and, you know, cover one, and, and we're going to bring those blitzes the way we have all year long, and it's been successful all year long, and there's nothing that the Raiders do offensively that would lead me to believe that the Dolphins will have to change much of what they do. Obviously, you want to be creative in the way that you do things, and you want to disguise things differently every week so that you know teams can't just prepare for what you're going to do, but ultimately, it's going to be very, very similar to what the Dolphins have had success with all year long, which is zero coverage, cover one, bringing the blitzes, uh, and, and applying pressure. The only way that that doesn't work is if we can't stop the run. Uh, and last week was a great job by this Dolphins defense of stopping the run against a team that likes to run the football. And it was a huge, huge, huge uh, test going in. And I thought the big difference between that game and probably the last time the Dolphins played a team that really liked to run the football was the Denver Broncos, was that Christian Wilkins played. And I think that changed the equation as far as this Dolphins defense. Another thing is, is that Raquan Davis played a lot of this game at nose tackle, which is not something that he had done previously. And so I think the Dolphins, they've been getting better. This is the sign of a, it's it's been a sign of Patriots teams for the last 20 years. And we're seeing it now for the second year in a row that it's a sign of Brian Flores is that this Dolphins team is getting better in every phase of the game as the season moves forward. It's absolutely right. Tom, anything that you want to add on the Dolphins defensively as far as like what are they going to do to stop Josh Jacobs, who in my mind was unjustifiably voted to the Pro Bowl over James Robinson, which I think is an outrage based on just the on on pure star power? Sure, fine. Okay, Josh, Josh Jacobs is a little bit more of a star. But when it comes to what they've actually done on the field this year, that Josh Jacobs makes it ahead of James Robinson is outrageous anyway we're not going up against James Robinson we took care of him already now it's Josh Jacobs turn to deal with the Miami Dolphins defense so what how do you see this going on Sunday well I I think we're going to see a similar style uh to what the Dolphins did last week you're going to stack the box you're going to force that you know that cover zero look and you know the defense will dictate at the line of scrimmage how this is going to play out you know Christian Wilkins as Aaron mentioned did not play in the Denver game, and the Dolphins got absolutely gashed on the ground. And then you see the progression with Christian Wilkins back. The Dolphins' defense in regards of run defense has been a lot better since he's returned. Uh, I think they're going to try to do everything they can to keep Josh Jacobs contained. But I will say this. I think it's a cat-and-mouse game with John Gruden. I think he wants the Dolphins to prepare for Derek Carr, and then he's going to roll out with Mariota. If it was a significant enough injury where they said he'd be out two to three weeks and he's trying to practice, and they're showing he's practicing, it's a game of cat and mouse, right? The Dolphins had Parker, Grant, Gesicki, Flowers, and God knows who else last week on that injury report practicing on a limited basis all week, going to the game questionable. All the reports say these guys are playing, these guys are playing, and then all of a sudden they're not playing. So I think it's a cat-and-mouse game. I think he wants the Dolphins to believe they're playing Derek Carr. 
So then when Mariota's out there, the read option now becomes a factor. Uh, they, they, they have to be able to set the edge. They have to have a spy at the line of scrimmage, so they just can't go willingly attack the line of scrimmage because that you know the the read option could potentially hurt uh, for those edge uh, guys like Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Agba. They are great at setting the edge, but you could lose contain on a guy like Mariota versus a guy like Derek Carr, who if his groin is really hurting and he does play, he's a statue in the pocket, and it's going to be cover zero, cover zero, cover zero, and they're just going to attack him early and often and force the issue. Um, they're going to play man up on the outsides. There's no reason to believe they won't do that. Uh, Darren Waller, to me, is the problem spot, just as Aaron said, too. He's the guy that they have to look after. No one's saying he's Travis Kelsey, but his production this season is, I think he's the number two tight end in football behind Travis Kelsey in regards to Yeah, it's elite production from Waller this year. He's very, he's very good, and he can also line up on the outside. So he's got a little Gronk in him where he can line up on the outside and take your guy one-on-one. So that guy's going to be Eric Rowe, most likely. Um, but, you know, the Dolphins could disguise their coverage also and try to put Byron Jones or Xavier Howard on Darren Waller if he does shift to the outside. And then you got to rely on Nick Needham maybe to cover Henry Ruggs, who may shift inside on those passing downs. So... They have to attack. They have to stop Josh Jacobs. And if it's Derek Carr, attack. And if it's Marcus Mariota, make sure you have a spy. Make sure you hold your edge so he doesn't get out and just run freely in the open field. Because we know with Dolphins and running quarterbacks, it's not a good mix. It's like oil and water. It doesn't work. Yeah. They got to get <laughs> yeah. fixed. And I, I, I think it would be absolutely foolish for the Dolphins to approach this game Without, I mean, really, the way to do it is just to assume Marcus Mariota is going to be the starting a quarterback for the Raiders because their game plan is just going to be so much. They're a much more diverse offense with Mariota at the helm. And I said it when Mariota came into that game against the Chargers. I said it immediately. I said this is more of a matchup problem for the Dolphins than this team is when Derek Carr is at quarterback. And and I firmly believe that. Now, especially if a, if it's an injured. Derek Carr at quarterback. Brain, I know you want to jump in with a comment, but we got to get Tom out of here because he's got he's got business to attend to here on Christmas Eve. So before I let you go, Tom, give us your prediction for this game on Saturday evening. Uh, I am going to say that we go to week 17 with absolutely everything on the line in Buffalo. I think the Dolphins will take care of business against the Raiders. The Raiders have not been the same team that we saw the first nine weeks of the season. They've reverted to I don't know what over the last five weeks where they barely get by the Jets. They get smoked by Atlanta. They get absolutely obliterated by Indianapolis. And then they lose to the Chargers in overtime. This is just something went wrong here. Uh, I believe they fired a defensive coach in in Vegas. Yeah, they defi- they uh, fired their, their coordinator, defensive coordinator, so, yeah. So I don't think that's going to change a whole heck of a lot. It's going to be the same system because the guy underneath isn't going to run something completely different. The Dolphins are going to win this game. I believe the score is going to be 28-17. to 17. Uh, And I will say, I try to do it every week. I try to put like this little hot take that could come true. And I will say in this game... The uh, Miami Dolphins will have a defensive touchdown, and I believe that is going to come from Christian Wilkins. Hot take. There it is. Nostra Thomas says 
that Christian Wilkins is going to score a defensive touchdown for your Miami Dolphins as they roll 28-17 over the Las Vegas Raiders. I love it. Tom, thanks so much for, for joining us on this crossover same old dolphin show countdown to kickoff show we appreciate it especially here on christmas eve so have a fantastic holiday with the family enjoy it and uh we'll we'll see you on the other side my friend yeah absolutely you guys take care enjoy your holidays with your family uh stay safe and uh we'll be chatting here uh here next week all right fins up let's go fins up let's go all right happy holidays take care DolphinsTalk.com is your one stop for all things Miami Dolphins. With news, commentary, video, interviews, and the Webby Award-winning DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast, DolphinsTalk.com has you covered on all of the latest happenings surrounding the Miami Dolphins. Whether it's training camp, the draft, free agency, or the current Miami Dolphins season, DolphinsTalk.com has it covered. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dolphins Talk and to visit the website DolphinsTalk.com each and every day. That's DolphinsTalk.com. All right, we are back once again for the final segment of today's very special Christmas edition of the same old dolphin show crossing over with the countdown to kickoff show. Uh, once again, thanks to Tom for joining us today. I wanted to quickly correct something that I said earlier in the episode. I said the dolphins needed the, the Raiders to beat uh, the Broncos in week 17. If the dolphins lose, end up losing out in order to sneak into the playoffs that way, uh, that was incorrect. We'd actually need the Raiders to lose to the Broncos in week 17. So we would need, the Raiders to lose their Week 17 game with the Broncos. We'd need the Ravens to lose both of their final two games of the season. And that's uh, that's how we would sneak in at 9-7. and seven. It is doable, I think, highly unlikely at this point in time. Brain, now you uh, wanted to jump in and, and piggyback off of something that Tom said towards the end of that segment, but we needed to get Tom out of here. So what was it that you wanted to add before we dive in to hashtag one hot take? Tom shared his hashtag one hot take, but we as always have plenty from the listeners that we want to share. And then of course we'll make our predictions for Saturday's game. But first, what was it that you wanted to uh, chime in with? Yeah, I think the, the, the part about uh, Mariota, as a starting quarterback and whether or not that gives the Dolphins or makes things a little more difficult for the Dolphins defense. Uh, I, I don't necessarily agree. I think certainly there are wrinkles as far as him, you know, running that zone read and that being a part of the offense. But the fact is, is that the Dolphins just prepared for an opponent that runs the zone read uh, as much as just about anybody in the league uh, in the Patriots. So I don't think it's something that the Dolphins need to spend a whole lot of time on. Obviously, they're going to prepare for it. But uh, in a lot of ways, I think it really doesn't matter uh, because if, if Mariota is the starting quarterback as opposed to Carr, then I think there's less of a threat throwing the ball downfield. 
And I think there's less to prepare for in in that regard. And I think the Dolphins can afford to be that much more aggressive up near the line of scrimmage if Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. But again, if Derek Cor- if Derek Carr is in there, we're going to test him early and we're going to want to put pre- pressure on him because if he's not healthy, you know, and he's not able to move and evade pressure, then he's going to be a sitting duck back there. So I think we're going to be aggressive regardless of who the quarterback is back there. And we're going to make the Raiders have to beat us at what we do before we adjust to anything that they do. Fair enough. I think that's a very fair assessment. The Dolphins know what it is that they need to do to go in there and get the win. And whether it's Mariota or Carr... The big thing is Dolphins got to go and win that game and find a way. And I think they are prepared to do that. All right, let's dive into some hot takes. You ready, Brain? I like Tom's hot take was a pretty good one. I like Tom's hot takes because they're always very specific. He always gives you a very um, specific hot take, which I like. Um, So let's go in here. We've got uh, at Miami underscore Corey says Tua for three hundo. Uh. R2CB says defense will get three turnovers and a score. Uh, At Clifford Martino says Tua goes deep. At I'm Boom Boom Pow says Dolphins unleash their offense. I wonder wonder what that means. How about this one? From at Ashton Lawrence 2, Dolphins win a close one by 7-3. to You know what that reminds me of? If any of you listened to our old podcast, the podcast that the brain and I did before we moved to the same old dolphin show, we would occasionally during football season have uh, our very dear friend, Nick join us on the show. And Nick was known for once a week predicting one game would end with a final score of three to two. And that is what that prediction from Ashton Lawrence reminds me of. Uh, Here's a hot take that I think is actually pretty likely at JMG underscore FL2NY. We will face Carr and Mariota. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's uh, very likely. Yeah, I I think especially if Carr is the starter, I I would expect that to happen. Well, and even Uh, if it's the other way, because I could see I could see a world where Mariota is the starter and really struggles. And this is a must win game for the Raiders. And if you know, and then them just saying, hey, we got to throw Derek Carr in there. But uh, I do agree that it's more likely to happen the other way, that if Carr is the starter and then they pull him because he's just not moving well, because Honestly, if Carr's not playing, they've probably made the distinction. Uh, they've probably made him inactive. Absolutely. And and I think it'll be very much, if Carr plays, it'll be very much like that situation when the Dolphins head to, headed to San Francisco and took on Jimmy G. You just had a quarterback that was in there that was not ready to play, and the Dolphins are not the team that you want to be up against in that situation. Uh, at, at Anduho John says, Tua to Bowden, 70-plus yard touchdown. I love it. I love it. Let's see. Uh, uh, here we go. At Hans Michael Holt says, Lynn Bowden revenge game. Gets first TD. Ooh. I like it. Raekwon McMillan revenge game. <laughs> I, I'm less enthused by that idea. Uh, here we go. At R. Hilbert 1187 says his one hot take is Raiders have no shot. Dolphins 35, Raiders 7. Love that one. Uh, at OG Highway says X is getting pick 10 and 11. And P. 
Pan Can Fin Fan says Tua will throw his longest touchdown pass of the year thus far. JM Rios 51 says Tua has his best game of the season, 300 plus yards, multiple touchdown passes. And how about this one? AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Mm. Mm. I'm into it. Let's see. Uh, here's one from D. Wildmuth. Just says, take the over. I mean, what's the be- uh, what's that set at? I don't know. Why don't you look that up here while I go through another couple more of these? I'm not sure what the over-under is in this game. I uh, hear Dolphins Melody says Tua Tungavailoa will pass for over 400 yards on Saturday. I am really hoping that that is not the case because that means it's a, it's a shootout. I'm thinking this is a, a ground game. Uh, here uh, at Steven, 21013 says Bench Gaskin Ahmed has been playing great and so has Matt. Uh, here we go. Hattie for Patty says X and Byron have another interception each in the same game. And let's see. How about, oh, here we go. Haitian Dolphin one. We will have another 250 yard run game and Tua will also throw for 250. Oof. Uh, here we go. Francisco Hino Pie says Dolphins D-line racking up six plus sacks if Carr plays. I think we both agree that that is a, a very good possibility. At Coach uh, 07 says D will dominate again regardless of who plays quarterback for the Raiders, which you got to like that. You got to like that. Here we go. At uh, Pat the Rock 14, Tua accounts for four touchdowns. Brandon underscore Brunel, Tua with 350-plus yards and his first three-touchdown game. Sam V. Doe, Shaheen gets another touchdown. Uh, well, how did you, you find the, uh, the over-under there? 47 and a half. I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good line. I think it's going to be right around yeah. that line. I don't know that I trust the over or the under. Yeah. I, I think I stay away from that. Well, if the prediction- uh, there is a bet that I would make, and I'll and I'll let you know what that is uh, when we give our prediction. All right. Well, very sad. Canes fan uh, says take the over. He says Dolphins win one hundred to nothing. Well, I can identify with one thing there. I too am a very sad Canes fan. <laughs> I would I would imagine that most people that are Canes fans are pretty sad these days. Um, it's, although we had a fair, nice I'm recruiting a- class though. I'm a very sad UCF fan after the Knights got destroyed by BYU in the Boca Raton. Oh, boo-hoo. Um, yeah, well, you know. I'm actually more upset about the fact that Cincinnati was left out of the playoff. But that's a conversation. Excuse me, the Invitational. That's a conversation for another time, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, here we go. At Dusty Brown, 1983, Tua gets his first 3D three-plus touchdown game of his career and his best statistical game in Miami tops 34 points, 37-24 to 24 Miami. Brett Legasse says it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for the Raiders. The Dolphins win. Lynn Bowden, here we go. Joshua G says Lynn Bowden goes off and has the ultimate revenge game against the team that didn't want him. I love it. George, 24, 23, 64. We will have another 200-yard day, day on the ground led by Ahmed, by Ahmed, excuse me. And finally, TJ Faye, 24, says, no hot takes, just win, baby. And you know what? 
That's what the Dolphins <laughs> got to do. You just got to win. You got to find a way. I don't care how you just, get it done. I don't care if we win three to two. I don't care if we win seven to three. I don't care if we win a hundred to nothing. I don't care if we win 42 to 38. All I care about is the Dolphins head out of Vegas, get back on that plane, fly home with a 10 and five record heading in to week 17, knowing that a victory over the Buffalo Bills will see them make the playoffs. That's what I care about. That's what I care about, Brain. All right, it's prediction time. Tell us, Brain, what is going to happen in week 16 as your Miami Dolphins head to Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, the Miami Dolphins have won 9 of 11. The Raiders have dropped four of their last five, and they've looked pretty terrible in doing so. In fact, their one win was a late victory against the New York Jets. Uh, they got absolutely manhandled by by a bad Falcons team. They were beaten last week by a Chargers team that the Dolphins handled pretty well. Uh, I think these are two teams that are moving in vastly different directions. The fact that the Raiders have an issue at quarterback, the fact that the Raiders' defense has really struggled in this five-game stretch that they've had, every team has scored 28 points or more, uh, I think... There's a lot to like going into this game, and the Dolphins have been playing better. And last week felt like a turning point in this franchise uh, to win, not just to beat the Patriots, to but to beat them in the way that they did. And now you just want to see, can this team build off of that, or do they regress? And as much as I am in the, the school of thought, that this Dolphins team needs to show me something before I totally buy in. I'm right there. I'm 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 maybe not maybe I'm not all in, but I'm very cautiously optimistic, and it feels like I just feel it in my heart of hearts that things are coming together for this team right now, and we're catching the Raiders at the right time, and that. Tua is putting things together. Now, in his last three games, he sh- he's given you pretty consistent signs that he is turning the corner and becoming the franchise quarterback. This defense is getting healthier. And now the running game is starting to come together. And it just leads me to believe that with all of this kind of culminating and the attitude of the team knowing that every game is a must win i think we're going to see the dolphins best performance of the season this this week and so while i wouldn't necessarily touch that over under the dolphins come in a 3 point favorite i'm hammering the dolphins on the road as a 3 point favorite against a raiders team that is just 2 and 5 at home this year I believe that I, I'll give you a couple of hot takes. I think Tua does have his first three uh, three touchdown game of the year this uh, of his career uh, in this one. I think the Dolphins run maybe not for two hundred, but they but they easily top a buck fifty over the Raiders, and the Dolphins shut down. The Pro Bowl running back that should not be in the Pro Bowl, 
and the Dolphins Pro Bowl snub of their own, Emmanuel Ogba, comes away with three sacks and forces a turnover. And hell, I'm giving you a third hot take just because I feel so strongly about it. Let's go, it's Christmas, baby. X comes away with... Merry Christmas, X comes away with his 10th pick of the season. The Miami Dolphins roll in this one. And, you know, be be cautious about this because the last two times I've picked the Dolphins to roll, uh, it's been, <laughs> it, it hasn't been so easy. But Dolphins roll in this one. I've got them winning 34 to 13. So that's right on the over, right on the over under. That's why I'm saying I'm not touching that over under. I'm not touching. I love it. But it's a comfortable win for your Miami Dolphins, which is, I think, something that these guys really would love to have. That would be a really great result. And I have to tell you, my gut tells me that that's where we're heading. I, you know, I've, I've been kind of worried about these past couple of games, but I feel like this game against the Raiders, this is not the same Raiders team that was 6-3. and three. They sort of hit 6-3 and three and then fell off a cliff. And the one win that they have in that time, they shouldn't have. They only have that one win over the Jets because the Jets, you know, Greg Williams made the stupidest play call you could possibly make when all you need to do is play deep and not give up a a long pass. And so I feel very confident in saying that the Dolphins are going to win this game. I think that, I think that there may be an adjustment period for the defense early in the game that maybe the Raiders in their first couple of drives have a bit more success offensively, but that after that, the Dolphins will adjust and lock in and start clicking on all cylinders in all phases of the game. I think we could very likely see a special team score in this game. Maybe it's maybe it's X or I'm sorry, maybe it's Jakeem Grant. Maybe it's uh who knows? Maybe it's Noah Igbenogany getting his first, you know, touchdown return. Who knows? But I, I see this being a pretty comfortable win for your Miami Dolphins in the end. And uh, I'm gonna say the Dolphins win this one 31 to 14. So don't take the under. Actually, just don't bet. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that line. That is a really tricky one if you want to bet on the line at dolphins plus three take that one you can take that bet minus three dolphins minus three you take it you take the dolphins minus three i wouldn't take the uh the over under though okay there it is that's it we've made our predictions we've made our picks we had our hot takes on this very special same old dolphins show countdown to kickoff crossover edition Um, Before we wrap up, just a quick word to everybody. Um, And Brain, why why don't you go first? Why don't you uh, send some special holiday wishes out to the people? Look, it's been a a difficult year. And we all deserve to, whether you're you're in a close-knit group right now with just the people in your household, or if you have just a, a little bit of family coming over, you know, enjoy that time together, make the most of it, you know, get on a Zoom call or a phone call with your with your family from out of town or or down the street that you would normally hang out with, uh, but you can't see this holiday season. But truly enjoy 
everything that we do have in this year that has reminded us, uh, you know, of, of all the things that I guess we take for granted, uh, that we are all truly lucky to still, uh, be able to be here, have each other. And so, you know, we say it, you, you say it at the end of every show, take care of yourselves and each other. But at this time of the year, uh, where, where family is so important, really take care of yourselves and each other and truly enjoy what you have. Be grateful for it and celebrate it because, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, uh, things will, things will start to improve here in the, in the grand scheme of things, as far as, you know, uh, you know, the shroud of this pandemic and everything, and we'll be able to, to return to some sense of normal normalcy. I truly believe that, but still be thankful for what we have celebrate it. And, uh, you know, give yourself, give yourself a pat on the back because just making it this far in what has been a horrific year in a, in all, you know, for, for basically everybody, it's, you know, it's impressive just to make it through the year sometimes. And this year more than ever, I think that's the case. So give yourselves a pat on the back, have an extra serving of the Coquito or the eggnog or whatever your drink of choice is, have an extra serving of the turkey or the ham and really treat yourself and enjoy life. Enjoy the last week of this dreadful year of 2020 and hopefully the dolphins will put a nice capper on what has been a terrible year and give you something to look back positively on when it comes to 2020 by destroying the Las Vegas Raiders this Saturday. Absolutely. It is their last game of 2020 because the game against Buffalo technically is in January of 2021. But I, I would I would echo those sentiments, and I think that's really well said, Brain. The big thing that I, I think that we should just all realize and take a moment to realize is that if you are listening to our voices or watching us on YouTube, hi, YouTube, Dolphins Talk, YouTube, make sure you, you subscribe to that channel as well. I always forget to mention that for some reason. But if you, if you are able to hear our voices right now, or, or see our faces right now, then that means that you have an opportunity to sit and relax and even allow yourself to be distracted by us talking about football means that you're in at least an okay spot. You know, the fact that you're able to have enough of an internet connection or be connected enough just to be able to hear us. It doesn't mean everything is great. It doesn't mean life is wonderful, but it means that the situation could be worse. And the fact that it isn't is something to be happy about. So at this time of year on this 2020 year where things have been so rough and, and difficult to get through, it's a really great time to be thankful for the things that you do have. All of us have, I'm sure all of us have moments where we wish we had things that we didn't have and, and we, you know, there's the opportunities that we missed or, you know, you know, whether it was relationships that didn't work out or, or, or whatever it is, we, we've all had those things, but this is the time of year to be grateful for the things that you do have, the things that you do have in your life, whether it's other people, whether it's possessions, whether it's freedom, whether it's spirituality, whether it's whatever it is, you know, whether it's. The, the place where you're going to lay your head down tonight, 
the fact that you have that means that this could it could always be worse. And the fact that it isn't is something to be thankful for. So this 2020 holiday season, I just hope that you will be able to uh, be thankful for being in a position where you can listen to a podcast about the Miami Dolphins. And we can be thankful for the Miami Dolphins and to be thankful for one another because I think it's it's really important, you know. So be thankful for the good things that you have in life. And, you know, tomorrow is another day. 2021 is another year. And you know what? I, I think it's a pretty good bet to say that 2021 is going to be a better year than 2020. At least here's hoping we're going to knock on wood for that one. Um, but that's going to wrap us up for, for the uh, week 16 preview. We'll be back after the game to uh, recap it and talk about where things stand. But until then, as always, take care of yourself and each other. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Everybody, my VIP is the system players and millionaires that I be with. Free shots of eggnog for all y'all. I'm going hard, dog. Chase mine with hidden dog. Two step right to the mistletoe. Dancing with a fat girl, but I can't kiss her no more.
prison. No, I ain't tripping. I like giving it to the ones who less unfortunate. I wanna see everybody excited. We finna have a party, everybody invited. Christmas.